We agree together as touching this thing. Asking you for utterance, for the anointing, for the manifestations of your spirit, the moving of your spirit in our midst, the moving and working of your holy angels and the manifesting of your holy word and your holy power. Let there come, Lord, a light and a supply of the Spirit into every one, granting us eyes that see it and ears that hear it and a heart and a mind to receive it and discern it and understand it. Show us what comes next, Lord, now, the next steps, the next part of your plan for our life. And we purpose not to be hearers only nor forgetful hearers, but we'll treasure it. And we'll lay hold of it, we'll keep it, and we will do it. And we know when we do, we will be blessed. Because you always watch over your word and perform it in the lives of those who do. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen means so be it. So be it. Anybody a doer in here? A doer of the word of God? Come on, say it out loud. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. Now, you know, that's the only people that get results. Not just churchgoers. Not just note takers. Not just CD players. Only, <laughs> is that right? Only the doers. And you just told me you are. You, you am one. Is that right? Doers. Let me, any doers over here? Let me see. Doers. Okay, all right. Good. Doers all over the house, I can tell. You can be seated. Did you bring your Bible with you this evening? All right. <laughs> Y'all are ready. Hallelujah. Go with me, please, in the Scriptures to... Second Timothy and the second chapter. Second Timothy and the second chapter. And I think we'll be going after that to Romans, maybe the eighth chapter. We'll see. Second Timothy. In the second chapter, now we, uh, we weren't just a praying to be praying a moment ago. You know, you, you can't see things, truth from the Lord, unless the Spirit of God reveals it to you. I don't care how smart you think you are, how many degrees you have. Uh, you can study till your eyeballs glaze over and you fall out of your chair and you won't get it. And if you do come up with something, it'd be better off if the people never heard it. I'm telling you, if you come up with something yourself, because it's not going to set the captive free. It's going to confuse folks. But, hallelujah, when the Lord reveals light, oh, glory to God. He enlightens you. It's not something somebody else so much explained to you or that you figured out the Spirit of God reached inside you and turned on the light. And now you see it. Hallelujah. If you can see it, you can be it. 
Is that right? And if you can see it, you can have it. If you can see it, you can do it. You can get it. You can accomplish it. But you first have to be able to see it. Thank you, Lord. Have you ever tried to show it to somebody else without success? <laughs> Maybe the Lord show you something and it sets you free and you got excited about it. And so then you want to tell somebody else and you go, look, man, look, look. Did you see that? Read this verse. Read this verse right here. Read this. And they read it and go, okay, what? You go, no, man, look. It says such and such and such. And they go, Okay, no, come on, look, and you want to try to open their head up and just kind of stick it down inside, but you can't, you cannot reveal it to them. It takes God, it takes the Holy Spirit to do it, and they'll have to show a certain amount of respect for it as well to get it, and so, uh. I know just by your presence here right now. You have a certain amount of respect, right, for God and the things of God or you wouldn't even be here. And I can certainly see those sitting there with your Bible ready, looking at me like, come on, preach something good. I know, you, I know you're going to do it. Do it. Ah, <laughs> oh, if a fella can't preach in here, he probably needs his license pulled, so... Second Timothy, are you there? <laughs> Second Timothy, the second chapter. Second Timothy 2. It says, verse 24, Second Timothy 2:24, "The servant of the Lord must not strive." And another way of saying that is, is wrestle and argue and fight. Peace is the manifested presence of God. He's the God of peace. The Holy Spirit's called the Spirit of peace. On the other hand, strife, James says where envying and strife is, there's confusion and every evil work. Strife is the manifested presence of the devil. It's evil. And you do not want to participate in it. If other folks want to get all tangled up, you get out of the middle of it. Come on, are y'all listening? Do not participate. The anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. People get all upset and get to yelling and screaming and, and angry. And, and no, no good's going to come out of that. Get out of there. But uh, he, he said, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. <laughs> Who's against them? They are. They're against themselves. They're opposing themselves. Who's their big problem at the moment? They are. They are their own big problem. Now, this is the New Testament, so we know it's true. Are there people who are their own problem? <laughs> that if they'd just quit opposing themselves, 
they'd get free and make some progress. But they keep on opposing their own self. How do you get free from opposing yourself? He goes on to say, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. You need some instruction. But the instruction that's going to work with a situation like that is somebody that's coming meekly, humbly. Hmm? The other kind, if somebody's already in this situation, uh, they're probably not going to respond well to somebody acting superior. And I know it and you don't, and you need to listen to me, and I'm going to straighten you out. And they're probably not going to take that at all because they're already fighting with herself. They won't have any problem fighting with you. <laughs> if God peradventure, now, now everybody awake, are you looking at this? How do you get free from this situation? If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, this is how you get free. Repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Repentance is not a bad thing. Repentance is one of the greatest things God ever gave us. It's a gift. It's a gift. You can be barreling down the road to destruction and judgment. And nobody, no human being, and not even in your own mind, know how to keep from going into that. But by the grace of God, if you can repent. Come on, are you listening? If you can repent. Oh, hallelujah. And judge yourself. You won't be judged. You will be, even though you did some stuff to deserve it, you will be delivered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Repentance is a gift. Is a gift. And uh, I've prayed this for my relatives and for my friends and different ones that weren't doing well. That had gotten away from God and going down the wrong path and looked like just getting worse and worse. Whether they realized it or not, they're opposing their own self. They're messing up their own life. What do they need? They need to repent. What's included in this repentance? Acknowledging the truth. Acknowledging the truth. Somebody say acknowledging the truth. What happens when you do that? By the grace of God. Read the next verse. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. You do this, you won't, even, you won't need anybody else to pray a prayer for you. Or do, you can recover yourself, brother. Come on, are you listening? By the grace of God, you can get free just by repenting and acknowledging the truth. Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Because Romans 8, I told you we might go there. Anybody remember what Romans 8, 31 and 32 says? Maybe somebody needs to read it again. Go right on over there. Uh, I said Romans. John. John 8. 31. John 8, 31. Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, 
Then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall what? You shall know the truth. What will it do for you? And the truth shall make you. (laughs) Make you. I know a lot of times people set say set you, but I like this word, make you, is powerful. Hallelujah. (laughs) You ain't free, but the truth will make you free. Make you. It has the power to deliver you from the lies and the bondage. That that passage in 2 Timothy said, uh, recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Because of them yielding to him and opposing themselves, they've fallen into his trap. They're in captivity. Well, light lets you see and truth makes you free. Well, lies blind and lies bind. You believe that's true? That's what happens. And so how's the, how's the man or woman going to get free? They got to quit believing lies. I said they got to quit believing lies and acknowledge that the truth is the truth. Well, if you hadn't been flowing with the truth, then you're going to have to admit that you've been playing. You've been being deceived and you've been trying to deceive others and you've been pretending you didn't see it. You've been acting like you didn't know it. Come on, are y'all listening to me? And that's how you wind up being your own worst enemy, opposing yourself and just walking right into the cell and letting the devil throw the door. Playing games with yourself and with others about what you see, what you don't see, what you know, what you don't know. How many understand you must not play with lies? You must not play with lies. Because you play with lies, you're playing with the devil. Because he's the father of lies. Is that right? He's a liar himself. And he's the father. That's where lying came from. God did not create lying. Lying came out of the devil. Deception. How many understand with God, it is impossible. For God to lie. He has never deceived you and He never will. That's why you can trust Him completely. Completely. If He tells you something, there's no shading it. There's no lie. He's not trying to trick you up or trip you up or play word games. It's the truth. Nothing but the truth. Because He is God. Hallelujah. But you play with a lie. You're playing with bondage. And you keep yielding to it. You will wind up deceived. Hmm? That's the thing about if you try to deceive. Anybody remember scriptures talking about deceiving and being deceived? You ever heard that phrase before? That's because sowing and reaping works. You try to trick people. You know what you're going to reap? Getting tricked. That's right. And the slipperier you become, people are going to be laying for you and waiting for you because you sowed it. Hmm? And you talk lies enough, 
you start believing your own lies. Is that right? You, you get to the place where you've told that lie so many times for the last 15 years. You lost track of what was true and what was not true. And you acted like it's true. And you're in bondage. I said you're in bondage. Tell me how, you, how do you get out? How do you get out? Repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. And the truth will make you free. Hallelujah. And by that action, you recover yourself out of the snare of the devil. Hallelujah. Anybody want to be free and stay free? This is how it works. Go with me, please, to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 3. Let me get that water from you there, Mike. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. I'm excited. I believe some people are going to get set free. Hmm? And I believe not only can you get some things to help yourself, but I believe you will be well armed to help other people. In your family, your friends, on the job, hmm, school, the Lord will help you. Something will come up. They'll be in a mess, and you'll know exactly what to do, what to tell them, how to pray with them, pray for them. As I was saying a few, a few minutes ago, I've prayed that over my family and friends numerous times. Lord, please have mercy on them. Give them another opportunity to repent. Hmm? Enlighten the eyes of their heart and understanding. Send laborers across their path. Somebody, they might not listen to me, but somebody they'll listen to. You know who that would be. And I ask you, give them repentance. Give them the gift of repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Hallelujah! That they may recover themselves. And uh, I had on, on one family member one time who had should have been destroyed many, many times over, and the Lord had spared. And I was asking this again on their behalf. And the Lord spoke to my heart. I don't mean I heard a voice outside, but inside me, as he'll speak to any Christian if you'll learn how to listen to him. He, I, I said, Lord, I know, I know, uh, judgment is pending, and I know they deserve it. They hadn't repented. But I'm asking you. I'm asking you, have mercy on them. Give them another opportunity. The Lord spoke to my head. He said, I'm going to do it just because you asked me to. Just because you asked me. Oh, glory to God. Don't you love him, saints? Just because you asked me to. Is it merciful? Oh, is mercy endures? Forever. A lot of times he's he just wanting somebody to ask him. Give him another, give him a right to, to show mercy another time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Genesis, the third chapter, are you there? Genesis 3. Who's it start off with? 
<laughs> that lying, conniving, huh? Low down. Sorry. Huh? <laughs> I could go on. Serpent was what? More subtle. That means tricky. He's deceptive. You know, uh, we just camped on a, a series in, in the churches for the past, uh, oh, two or three months on, on fighting a good fight of faith. And uh, in that, the Lord began to deal with us about the enemy and how he works. And, you know, so many people are, they're waiting for something in a, in a red jumpsuit with horns <laughs> and a pointy tail and a, and a pitchfork. That ain't the devil. That's some cartoons, cartoonists rendering. And, and, and so many people have watched way too many movies about horror things, about demons and this and that. And, and, and the vast majority of it is just a bunch of junk. Reality is nothing like that. And of course, who do you think's inspiring a lot of those scripts? Well, the enemy, he's going to paint himself as this awful monster. And, and the thing to, to, to watch out for is the evil, 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 awful, so powerful monster. The Bible says he transforms himself into an angel of light. He don't even come that way. He come, his, one of his favorite ways to come is uh, to tell you he comes from God. <laughs> He's a messenger sent from God with a word for you. <laughs> Am I quoting Bible? Does he? And his ministers do the same thing. They transform themselves into ministers of light. Can you see how he's playing the whole world? They either believe he don't exist at all, or they believe he's some fire-breathing monster. Is that right? <laughs> but the thing to know about it, a child of God should have absolutely zero fear of the devil. None. If you know the truth, if he's so big and bad, how come when you resist him, he runs away? How come? Why? If he's so bad, I mean, he don't even stay there and give you any lip. He just runs away. Am I quoting the Bible? Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You should have zero fear. Zero. If you know the truth. Truth will make you free from all these fears. And you'll have zero fear of the devil, demons, evil spirits. Zero fear. What you should be concerned about is how tricky he is. You should be vigilant on the watch every day because he's trying to trick you. He's trying to fool you. Come on, are you listening? He is. He's trying to lie to you and deceive you. 
You should be watching for that. Well, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, has God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of, of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the, of the garden. God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, Define die. <laughs> what? You won't die, die. <laughs> you won't really die. And now, what was so simple begins to be complicated, convoluted confusing it was so simple leave the tree alone right don't mess with the tree don't eat the fruit if you eat the fruit you will die that's not complicated I said that's not complicated and the enemy knows as long as it's that clear to you he's not going to make headway so what's he got to do he, he's he doesn't come through the front door. Huh? He comes, comes through the back door, comes through the window, comes through the attic vent. Come on, are you? He comes. He's got to come around the side, catch you where you're not looking. And, and, and he knows better than to just come out and say, you know, God's a liar. <laughs> that ain't so. No, what's he got to do? He's got to, he's got to find an angle. All con men, con women, have learned from him. He's the original conner, deceiver, tricker. And he's a master at it. Do not underestimate him. Do not think, oh, I can't on him. Yeah, you're, you're half defeated right now. Because that's how he'll start with you. You're smart. <laughs> That's how he'll start with you. He'll go, you know, people don't realize how smart you are. <laughs> they don't realize how far ahead of them you are. I mean, they're like, they're like here, and you're like four steps out beyond them all the time. <laughs> and if you like to hear it, it's just like bait on the line. He saw his cork bob and he goes, okay. <laughs> He's going to play you right into the hook. Right? Till he gets that hook in. And he said, uh, God knows in the day you eat thereof, your eyes will be opened and you'll be as gods. Knowing good and evil. Well, they didn't know what evil was. Never experienced it, never touched it, didn't have any clue about it. So he's painting evil as this great thing that will expand you, enlarge you. Is he still doing that today? Painting sin and painting, oh man, you've got, you got to try this. This will change your life. It sure will. 
<laughs> but not like he, not like he's telling you. <laughs> and uh, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired, to make one wise. It all made sense to her. What the, what the serpent is saying. She went ahead and took it. Ate some. Gave to her husband. And he ate some. And the eyes of both of them were opened. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together. And made themselves aprons. Everybody say, pitiful. Pitiful. What if we call come in here tonight? Fig leaves. That's a perfect picture of man's attempt to fix his own situation. Hmm? Fig leaves. Well, you talk about wardrobe malfunctions. Thank God we're not covered with fig leaves. Now those of us in Christ Jesus have been robed with the righteousness, hallelujah, of Jesus himself. We're not trying to cover up our nakedness with our own efforts. Jesus covered us up. Hallelujah. He washed us in his blood, covered us with his righteousness. Anybody happy about that tonight? And then they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God God called unto Adam. And he said to him, where are you? Reckon he could have found him? (laughs) Adam! He's not where he always is. How many understand this is a different picture and a different story than a lot of people would have us to believe today that man evolved from lower primitive life forms and early man is basically in a cave, naked, no language, looking at each other going, ugh, (laughs) ugh, ugh. God made man in his own image. Man has not evolved to his current state. Man has devolved. Man has fallen from how God created man to the point many live animalistic today. But they were not made that way. They didn't evolve into that. They fell down to that. No. Adam and Eve were perfect, beautiful, and amazingly intelligent. Amazingly. They communed with God. Apparently this is their custom. Every afternoon, the creator of the heavens and earth comes and they hang out together. 
You think they're hanging out with Adam and Eve going, ugh. Uh, no. No. God's communing with them. And Adam is going, God, Father, how did you, how do you do that sunset? And of course, we don't even know what it looked like because ours has been affected by the curse big time. And yet there's still a lot of beauty there. We can only imagine what it was like before the curse, before the sin, before, before the fall. And he'd say, Father, how'd you do that? And God would explain it to them. And they would understand it. They commune together. They talk about things. They fellowship. And he comes down like always. And they're not there. They're always there. Where are they? Adam. Adam. Where are they? Back in the bushes. In the little fig leaves. <laughs> Somebody say pitiful, pitiful. This is what listening to the devil will get you. This is what playing with lies will do to you. This thing the devil's trying to sell them, being like gods in God's category, they already had it. I said they already had it. They're communing with God. And uh, he said, where are you? Verse 10. He said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And God said, who told you? You were naked. How would you even know what naked is? See, it's not just lack of clothing. It's shame. They had no prior experience of fear, nor guilt, nor shame. Nor embarrassment. They had no knowledge of it. And now it hits them. And uh, he said, who told you you were naked? Why are you hiding over in the bushes? Why are you, what are you ashamed about? Have you eaten of the tree? Whereof I commanded you that you should not eat. Now that's a very straightforward question. Deserves a straightforward answer. Hmm? Did you eat of that tree? What's it time for? It's time for repentance, which means it's time for the truth. Tell me what the truth is. Tell me what the truth is. Did you eat of that tree? Huh? Yes. So what'd he say? What <laughs> what he say? <laughs> he didn't lead with yes I did and I'm so sorry. 
What did he do? He led with the woman that you gave him. And I know we're laughing, and we might as well laugh, but he wasn't laughing when he said it. He was deadly serious about it. (laughs) The woman that you gave me, you gave to be with me. She gave it to me, and I ate some. But what's the emphasis? What's the emphasis? The woman that you gave me, she gave me some. And and I I ate some. (laughs) Huh? What's what's going on here? There's there's two human beings on the planet. Could you blame? <laughs> Who else you gonna blame? They don't know nobody else except God, and he bl- he put him in there too, didn't he? What's the implication? I wouldn't be in this mess <laughs> if it weren't for that woman. And I wouldn't have that woman if you hadn't given it to me. <laughs> now, is this the last time this has happened? <laughs> Tell me how you get free. If, if you have listened to the devil, if you have believed lies, if you have done things you should not have done, and you get in captivity, and death is ruling and reigning in your life, and destroying you right and left, destroying your relationships, destroying your finances, destroying your mental health, destroying your physical health, is there a way to get out? Come on, help me. Is there a way to get out? There's only one way. There's not three or four or five. There's only one way to get out of something like that. What is it? Come on, help me out. You go to the Lord your God. You fall on your face. Come on, are y'all listening to me? And you repent. And you confess and acknowledge The truth. What's the truth? What's the truth? I did it. I yielded to it. Nobody made me do it. I could have said no. I could have resisted. Come on, y'all listen to me. That's the truth. And if you'll acknowledge the truth, come on, what will, come on. <laughs> you will access the grace of God. 
and the truth will make you free. Hallelujah. And you can come out of anything. Hallelujah. You can be restored from anything. Because God's that big. And He is that good. But if you play with Him, you play with people. Well, I, I, you know, I, I didn't mean to. And, and you know, I, I tried to get them to help me, and they wouldn't help me. And, and I called them, and I tried to get them to meet with me four or five times. And, and you're not going to get free. Trying to blame everybody. Refusing to acknowledge the truth. Anybody know 1 John 1, 9? 1 John 1, 9. Anybody know it? You ought to know it. 1 John 1, 9, what does it say? If you what? Confess your sins. What is it? God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you. From all unrighteousness. Tell me how it starts though. How does it start? Now, there's some folks don't like 1 John 1 9 no more. <laughs> I think maybe they've been listening to the wrong thing. Getting confused. Because no friend. It's about walking in the light that you have. And if you violate light. You need to repent. And it's, it, yes, the price has already been paid. Yes, Jesus has already paid for it and covered it. But you have to access the grace. Amen. And you access it with your faith. Amen. And if your heart's condemning you, then your faith won't work. Amen. You won't have confidence toward God. You've got to get rid of that condemnation. It's not that Jesus has to go back and pay for your sin again. It's already paid for. Amen. But it's about you being able to access the grace. Amen. You can't come and say, well, well, Lord, you know, they said I messed up. And I don't know, you know. Some people say it's wrong. And some people say it's okay. And, but uh, forgive me, I guess. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh-uh. How does it start? In the middle, how does First John 1, 9 start? If what? If. If you'll confess. You'll say, what's this about? This is about acknowledging the truth. It's not about God making you feel bad because you have to deal with it. This is how you get out of it. This is how you get free from it. This blame thing is something that so many have practiced all their life long until it's ingrained in them. And it's why that they'll do it without even thinking about it. Something comes up, they just start bringing, throwing names around and, and doing this and that and dodging and trying. Why? Why did Adam say this? Why did he do this? Back up to the previous verse. It tells you exactly why he did it. The woman you gave me. She gave me the tree and I did eat. Uh... Verse 10, why did he, uh, let's just stop here. Why blame your wife? 
<laughs> You're standing in front of God. He's looking at you. Huh? You care about her? Do you care about her? <laughs> if you care about her, you'd rather take the judgment. Is that right? And let her go free. If you, could, if you cared about her. See, what we're seeing is such strong, glaring indication of what has happened to them. They, they are fallen. And the nature of the devil himself is showing up in them. Because that's how the devil is. He don't care how many millions of human beings sacrifice if it helped him out. He's evil. He's a murderer. Lie? He's got no problem lying. He invented lying. If, if he thinks it'll help him out, he'll pin everything on you. That's some stuff nobody ever thought of, too, just for good measure. Just <laughs> and laugh when you get judged for it. But you're not a child of the devil. I said, you're not a child of the devil. So you're not like this, are you? So, something happened. Somebody put a dent in the fender of the car. <laughs> Something goes missing. Something goes broke. Have you ever seen what happens too many times? You gather everybody around. What happened? Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody knows. There's this great mystery. And you're looking at people and you know... Somebody knows. Right? <laughs> These are the only people that were here. It happened while they were here. And <laughs> it's the same evil stuff. Why did Adam do this? Why did he turn around and blame his wife like this? Why? He said, I was afraid. Because I was naked and I hid myself. I was afraid because I was exposed. I don't want to hide it. Everybody say, I was afraid. I was afraid. Because I was exposed and wanted to hide it. The scripture talks about this more than one place. Just keep your place right there, and, and, and I'll read it to you. The Scripture says in uh, Job 31, 33, you just stay there in Genesis if you want to. Job 31, 33, he said, If I covered my transgressions as Adam by hiding my iniquity in my bosom. The NIV says, by hiding my guilt in my heart. God's Word says, like Adam... He tried to keep his sin to himself. He's trying to hide it. He's trying to cover what he did. Why? Because he's scared. He's scared he's going to die. That's what God said was going to happen. He don't even know what die is. He knows something, something awful has happened. He's scared. He's petrified. 
and he feels totally exposed. God's looking at him. God's asking him, what'd you do? And in his fear and in his desperation, what'd he do? He wants to get the spotlight off of himself. Is that right? He wants, he wants to get the light off of me. And so he tries to point out somebody else. Look, well, look at them. Look at them. How far can we go with this thanks tonight? Can y'all, can you take some more? Because we, there's some things we could wade off into here. Do you think this needs to be dealt with? Do it. Man, this is everywhere. Everywhere. What happens when you try to blame somebody else? You are not repenting. What happens when you don't repent and don't judge yourself? You will be judged. You're not going to come out. You're not, not going to get clear. The devil's not through trying to play you. He wants to play you all the way till you're destroyed. Just because you mess up and you fail, that's not the end. You're still breathing. God's still on the throne. Come on, are you listening to it? It may be awful. It may be bad, but it's not the end. And I guarantee you, God's seen it all before. It doesn't please Him, but you can't shock Him. You're not going to shock Him. And how many knows this? He already knows. Right? He already knows. How are you going to try to play Him and and say, well, yeah, but Eve and Hmm? Is Adam going to Talk to God in such a way that He changes God's mind about what happened? You may fool your grandma. <laughs> but you're not fooling God. He already knows. I said He already knows. So it's lunacy to run from Him and try to hide it. And cover it up. How many of the Bible says all things are open and naked before the eyes of him with whom we have to do? I don't care what kind of subterfuge, what kind of facade you try to throw up. How many of his eyes looks right through it? He sees right through your stuff. Right, you're maneuvering and shucking and jiving. That's a 70s term, isn't it? He sees, uh, he sees through all your stuff, and he sees right down in your heart, right down, right down. And he knows. He knows. So if you're smart, what will you do? You won't run from him. You will run to him, and you will throw yourself flat. Come on, are you listening? You will open yourself wide in front of him and say, God. I did it. You know I did it. I know I did it. There's no excuse. I just yielded to the flesh. I know better. This is the truth. You're right. Your word is right. Your truth is right. And I'm in the wrong here. No excuse. 
Somebody say, no excuse. No excuse. There's, there is no excuse for sin. There's forgiveness. And there's cleansing. But there is no excuse. Because by very definition of what sin is, to him that knows to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Violation of the law is sin. Whatever's not of faith is sin. Sin has to do with you overriding something you know. Hmm? And if you knew it, and he knows, you, you know how he knows you knew it? Because he's the one who showed it to you. He was there when you saw it. So you can't tell him. How many of you start? it can start young? Did, did you take the trash out? Oh, was it, was it my day? <laughs> I'm, today, what day is it? You know what day it is. You're going to tell me you went all day and didn't know what day it was? <laughs> Saw the trash sitting out there. This happens every week. I forgot. You know how old that is? It's in the next verse. It is in Genesis. It's in the next verse. I'll show it to you. Have you got time? Yeah. But friend, it's not funny. Starts so young because the devil tries to influence our little ones. From birth. You hear the cookie jar rattle. You go in there. Little Johnny Susie. Not hardly old enough to talk. Talk and walk good. You look in there. Cookie jar sitting sideways. Crumbs all over the counter. Crumbs on the floor. Chocolate on their mouth. Chocolate on their hand. You been in the cookie jar? Mm-mm. Now, people tend to do what we're doing, which is laugh and think how cute. It ain't going to be cute when they're 16 and the police are calling you. Come on, are you listening? And they lied about taking money out of your purse. Come on, are you listening? That ain't going to be cute. That ain't going to be cute. So you better deal with it now. I don't mean that crazy, but this is serious. They need to learn. If you're going to be a child of God, you're going to be a real Christian. Honesty is not the best policy. It's the only policy. Anything else is of the devil. Trying to deceive. Lying is of the devil. I've had preachers look me in the eye and lie. Sad. I'd have rather that it just hauled off and slapped me. I would. I would. Why? Because the enemy of my soul tries to do that to me every day. Lie to me, deceive me, play me, and it ought not come through my brother or my sister. Come on, or your spouse or your friend. Come on, are y'all with me? 
it ought not come. Did you know God hates a lie? There are numerous scriptures that do it. I didn't say he hates liars. He loves people in spite of them being a liar. But he hates the lie, the deception. He hates it. And how many know if you're going to be like him, you've got to hate what he hates. Is that right? And you need to make up your mind. I don't care what it's been like in the past. You need to make up your mind. My lying days are over. By the grace of God. But now you're going to have to make up your mind. That if you, if, if you have to face the music, you face the music. Is that right? If you, if you, whatever you have to deal with, if somebody looks you in the eye and they ask you a question. You got, you got two options. You tell the truth. Or you don't say anything. That's the only options you got. If you want to be godly, if you want to be like Jesus. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it'll change your life. When you absolutely, completely quit lying. It will change your life. Amen. There are certain things the enemy try to tempt you to do. Go, be around, be involved. You think, I can't do that. I mean, because when I come home, if they ask me, where were you? Come on. And you can't lie? <laughs> what did you do? What did you say? Are y'all with me? If you can't lie, if lying's not an option. It was, it'll get a hold of you. It'll straighten you up. <laughs> Did I lose somebody? Listen to Proverbs 28. You, you can stay there in Genesis 3. But Proverbs 28:13 says it like this. He that covers his sin shall not prosper. But he that confesses it and forsakes it shall have mercy. What do you need if you're in a bad way, if you've messed up? What you don't want is judgment. What you want is mercy. How are you going to get mercy? Only by the grace of God. You know, you know who God gives His grace to? The humble. And you know what one of the big qualities of humility is? Honesty. You show me a humble man or woman, I'll show you an honest man or woman. They're inseparable. Inseparable. And so somebody that's proud and trying to hide it and trying to cover it up, you won't get grace. In fact, God, you know, what happens to the proud? They get resisted. Well, if you're opposing yourself... And you're getting resisted from God because of your heart. and you, You're in a mess. You're in, you're in trouble. You're not coming out. But if you'll humble yourself. I didn't say it was easy. Why did Adam start pointing a finger at his wife? Why? He's scared. He's scared. And he's exposed. God's looking at him. Hmm? And in a panic... He's reaching for anything 
he can get. And the devil's right there to give him a lie. Right here. Here. This will get the spotlight off of you. Here. This will get you out of trouble. But it won't get you out of trouble. It will dig you in deeper than you ever were. Right? And you lie about this. And then they come back and ask you. And the devil will tell you, you've got to tell three more lies to prop that one up. Come on, have y'all seen this? And then three months later, they're examining the other lies. You know the problem with a lie? It cannot be consistent. Only the truth can be consistent. Only the truth can endure. Lies always have inconsistencies. They have to by nature of what they are. And so if it don't bite you today, (laughs) it's going to bite you next year. And it's going to bite you harder next year than it would have today. Now the devil will tell you, no, 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 no. No, just put, put some more lies on it and cover it up. Nobody will ever know. Nobody will ever know. And he's the one that will tell them. He's the one that will lead them to find out about it. <laughs> There's only one solution. How to get free and stay free. Can you all help me out with this? How, how do you do? Repent. Acknowledge the truth. Oh, somebody say the truth, the truth. I love the truth more than anything, more than anybody, more than what I want, more than how it makes me look. I love the truth above everything. Somebody said, I thought you were supposed to love Jesus. That's what you just got through saying. He is the way. The truth. And I thought you were supposed to love the Word. That's what you just got through saying. He said, Thy Word is truth. I thought you supposed to love the Holy Spirit. That's what you just got through saying. He's the Spirit of truth. Truth. That's why the truth will set you free. Because it's God. <laughs> Saying God will set you free. Jesus set you free. The Word sets you free. Saying the same thing. Only if you'll acknowledge it. Only if you'll receive it. The other translations of that Proverbs 28, 13 said, Anyone who hides his sin doesn't succeed. But anyone who admits his sin and gives them up finds mercy. A man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. But if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. Another op- Does that sound like mercy to you? Whoever confesses and abandons them receives compassion. Confess them and give them up, and God will show mercy to you. I've been in, Phyllis and I have been in the ministry for 30-some years now. And with churches and ministries and partners and family like everybody else. And the thing that I've seen that is about the only unfixable situation I know of is if somebody won't acknowledge the truth. If you, if you get to where you won't acknowledge the truth and you keep trying to lie and deceive, you can get in a place where God himself can't help you. Now, I know that's a big statement, but I believe it's borne out in Scripture. He could help you 
if you would acknowledge the truth. But how many understand, God cannot be a partner to a lie. He can't, He won't. No matter how much He loves you, it's impossible for Him to lie. He's not going to cover for you. He's not going to help convince somebody that your deception is, is so to help hide you. He can't do that. And there, there's been situations, not just once or twice, I guess over the years now, scores of times. Well, I knew some things that people didn't know I knew. You know, the Lord will show you things by word of knowledge. I mentioned preachers lying. I was in a meeting one time years ago. Thank God this hadn't happened very much. But uh, the, the gifts of the Spirit were operating. I mean, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, strong, strong. The Lord is just showing us things, showing us things. In the service, in the service, specific. Well, after the service, uh, the, the ministers were taking us back to the uh, airport. And when we got ready to get on the, the, the plane, they handed us an envelope. And the pastor said, the offerings, I'm sorry, Brother Keith, but the offers, offerings were bad. They, they weren't very good. And the Spirit of God, the Word of Knowledge was still operating. <laughs> and the Spirit of God said, the offerings were very good. Amen. You know, <laughs> what do you say about those kind of things? And I've had people in that, that worked for you. And, and you're ready to help them get through it, but they look at you and lie. And the Lord already gave you the answer, but it's depending on them giving you this response. If they don't give you this response, then they have the doors closed. And you understand it. They didn't know it. But I'm not sitting there judging them. I've missed it. Have you ever missed it? I've missed it. Maybe I didn't do that. But is it really that better in the eyes of God if you overrode light? Sin is sin. You knew what to do and you didn't do it. You violated light. They didn't know it. But I'm not judging them. I want, I want to see them come out. But you know what you got to have to help? If they won't acknowledge that this has happened, how can you deal with it? How can you try to get it fixed? And so then they want to go on for the next 20 years acting like it didn't happen. Pretending like everything's fine. And it's chewing them up on the inside. And it's got a door wide open for the enemy to come in and attack their finances and attack their marriage and attack their body. It's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. Amen. Well, if I, if I come clean, I, they'll, they'll be disgusted with me if I come clean. They may already know. Amen. They may have already forgiven you. Amen. God may have already shown. How many know what we're talking about here? Amen. But either way, if you're going to walk with God and you're going to be close to Him, you can't have a lie in between you and Him. Hmm? If you want to get free, you've got to get real. Come on, are y'all with me? If, if you want to be clean, you've got to come clean. Hmm? You, 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 there, there's no other alternative. I, I know it's embarrassing. I know it can be painful. I know you can be scared. If, if I tell them, they will leave me. Well, you don't know that. But even if they do, 
And that's what scares people. They go, ah, oh, well, I ain't telling the truth then. You hear how quiet it's getting? It's, it's not going to work. There's nothing hidden that shall not be revealed. And the later it comes out, the worse it is when it comes out. There's only one way. Somebody say one way. One. There's only one way to really get it fixed and to really get clean and free from it and to close the door to the enemy. Come on, somebody tell me what it is. It's only... Acknowledge the truth. Acknowledge the truth. And ask for mercy. Hallelujah. Somebody say, acknowledge the truth. Tell the truth. And ask for mercy. Now, you'll see this response a lot of times if you try to talk to somebody about something. If, you, if somebody's trying to talk to somebody in the right way, they're not trying to judge them or put them down or condemn them. They're just trying to get it fixed. And they bring the subject up. And the person bristles and goes, you're, you're judging me. You're judging me. What about all those things in your life? Does that sound familiar? I said, does that sound familiar? What's the deal? They're scared. They're afraid you already know too much, or are you going to find it out? Come on, are you listening? And they go into blame mode. What about you? What about you? What about them? What about them? Trying to get the light off of me. Get it off of me. And they're not being sincere. Go back to Genesis. You need some more of Genesis. Can you take a little more? Yeah. I hadn't been watching the time. Should I be watching it a little closer? How about just a little bit more? A little bit more? Let's finish this passage in Genesis. Just a couple of verses here. The Lord said, Adam. How many understand the best thing would have been for Adam, God not have called Adam? Hmm? But for Adam to get up early in the morning, come on and be there. Sincere, God, I did it. Why? He already knows. He already knows. I did it. You told us not to do it. And like a fool, I did it. Have mercy. But he's scared. He's exposed. So he said to the woman, you gave her to me. And so what did the Lord say? The Lord said to the woman, what is this that you've done? And the woman said, (laughs) what did she say? Did the, door, did the Lord ask her what the serpent did? Huh? No. <laughs> when the Lord was talking to Adam, did he ask Adam what, what his wife did? No. Did you? That's a very simple, straightforward question. Have you ever seen this? People that won't answer a straight question. 
Were you there? Did you see what happened? Well, you know, I was running late and... <laughs> we didn't ask you about running late. Did you see what happened? Well, like I said, you know, man, uh, uh, my car was low on gas and I had to stop by the filling station. And then there were like five people ahead of me. And, and have you ever heard any of this? You are hearing rebellion and deception. Because humility will be honest and submission will answer the question that was asked. But see, rebellion and defiance is not going to answer your question. Going to make you listen to my story. And I'm going to answer what I want, when I want, if I want, the way I want. It's ugly stuff. It's devilish stuff. It's real simple. Did you see it? Did you see it? Were you there? Did you see what happened? Well, you know, it was, it was dark in there. And uh, now y'all laughing, but have you ever been around a situation where you ask somebody five times and they still won't give you a straight answer? You know there's devil activity going on. Somebody's yielding to the enemy. He's feeding them thoughts and they're spewing them out. <laughs> Aren't you glad you came tonight? Yeah. Come on, t- tell me. I know some of this may not be all that comfortable, but tell me what the truth will do for you. Tell me. Is there a solution when you have messed up awful and it looks like everything's going to come down on you and there's nothing but judgment to look? Is there a way out? Come on, is there? There is a way out. There is. There is by the mercy and grace of God. There's not only a way out, there's a way to avoid the judgment. And there's a way to complete restoration. But there's only one way. And that's the truth. The woman said, the serpent beguiled me. He tricked me, and and I did eat. Now, the literal, uh, Young's literal translation says, he made me forget. The devil made me forget. That's the original, I forgot. I forgot. Now, now she was deceived, the Bible said, but how did she get deceived? How many of you got no business standing out there listening to this stuff? Letting the enemy fill your head with all these things. Because he's the man. You talk about razzle-dazzle, slap you with this hand while you're watching this one. I mean, he's the master at it. And you listen to him, you'll, you'll get in such a fog until you'll go, huh? What, what, where, what page are we on? What did what the Lord say? We, and the devil will say, we, we, that's not clear anymore what the Lord said. We, it's... You know, there are different sides to it. And, and you know, maybe for simpletons, yeah, people that need the religious crutch, okay. But you're smart. You're not a simpleton. You're very complicated. 
individual. You have so many sides. <laughs> you are being strung down the road. Keep it simple. Stay away from the tree. That's it. Right? What he said is what he said. I'm healed. Period. Yeah, but what about? No, what about some? I'm just healed. God supplies all my needs. According to his riches. What about the economy? I, I don't want to hear it. What about what's happening at the factory? I don't want to hear it. I don't want all my needs are met. That's all I know. You're just a simpleton. Yeah, and prosperous. <laughs> You're just a little simple. Yeah, and, and healed simpleton. <laughs> just narrow-minded. Yeah, and victorious. Amen. There's a big old broad way with all kinds of competing ideas Amen. that you can learn from a myriad of universities. Amen. And they are piling off down to the end of destruction. Amen. And there is a straight. And there are not many ways. They're just one way. They're just one Savior. There's just one truth. 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 Here people talk about what well, truth is relative. No, it ain't relative. Truth is true. It's either truth or it's not. Truth is truth. It's not negotiable. She, she lost track of where she was. She was like, was it don't, don't touch the tree, don't eat of the tree, was it, was it now, was it for both of us, was it... Uh, Die, we weren't clear on what die was. And I forgot. Well, yeah, but you didn't forget to put that fruit in your mouth. <laughs> You've heard people say this. <laughs> it just happened. Yeah. It just happened. I don't know. I was just... <laughs> I just, I, I made a wrong turn or something, and, and I wound up at the wrong house. And next thing I knew, I was in the bedroom. I'm thinking, what am I doing in here? How did I get in the bedroom? And that woman attacked me. That woman just attacked me. And if you don't quit that, you will never get free. You will be confused and twisted up and in bondage 20 years from now. How many, if you have fallen and you've messed up, you need the mercy of God. Do you? You need the mercy of God. Not only for you, but that God would deal with other people. To, to be merciful. And grace. And, and if you won't humble yourself. And repent. You're not going to get that. You won't get that. Hmm? 
I don't know what happened. I was back there by the register and and the door popped out and that, and I got home and this money was in my pocket. I, I, felt, I was like, how'd that money get? blaming each other change God's verdict? Not one iota. Then he starts, he said to the woman, what have you done? And, and verse 13, she said, the serpent tricked me and, 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 and I ate some. And, and, and the Lord God said to the serpent, because you've done this, you're cursed. And unto the woman, verse 16, I'll greatly multiply your sorrow. Verse 17, and to Adam, because you've hearkened to the voice of your wife, and you ate, who ate of the tree? He did. She didn't make him do this. The serpent didn't make her do it. Right? No. Then judgment, judgment, judgment. All of their trying to deflect and put it off on somebody else didn't fool God, never has, never will. Never will. Go with me to First uh, John 3 in closing, I think. Can you come back in the morning? Amen. I, 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 we got more. We got, we got more on this. This is part one. First John. Somebody say, my lying days are over. I hate deception. I hate, I hate a lie. And I won't be a partner to one. Okay. Make up your mind now. That's it. We're done with that. The Bible said in 1 John 3, verse 19. 1 John three nineteen. Hereby we know that we are of the truth. And shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. And what? He already knows. Somebody say, He already knows. Can you hide something from God? You know, the psalmist talks about that. If I, if I cross the ocean, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning, and, uh, you're there. Amen. If I go the highest height, you're there. The deepest depth, you're there. Amen. Jonah tried to run away from God. How'd he come out? Huh? Bible said he bought a, bought a ticket on the boat to flee from the presence of the Lord. How'd he come out? How'd he come out? Did he get away from God? Can you get away from God? You can get on the fastest jet. You can fly to the most remote island. You get out there behind the palm tree. Nobody there. God will say, hey. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's ignorance. It's, you could say insane. To think you can get away from God where he can't find you. You can hide stuff from God. He can't find out about it. Think about the ignorance when the devil comes and says, nobody will know. Nobody. 
Nobody will know. Just God and all the angels. (laughs) I think if we had a real revelation of everybody that's watching us when we think we're alone. (laughs) Are angels real? Is God real? Is the Holy Spirit real? We're never truly alone. (laughs) Selah. Think about that. (laughs) If our heart condemns us, God's greater than our heart. He knows all things. He already knows everything. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, How can you get to the place where your heart no longer bothers you? All of us have sinned. Huh? Every one of us have sinned. Done things we shouldn't have done. Come short of the glory of God. Every one of us. Every one of us. Me, you, every one of us. You could put us up here, put the spotlight on us. And show everything we've ever said or done in life. There would be things we would be so embarrassed for other people to see. Is that right? No. Be so ashamed. Everyone. I've made mistakes. I've missed it. But I tell you this. You can't make me feel bad about it. My heart no longer condemns me. Come on, are y'all listening for the mistakes of my past? Do you know why? I've confessed them to Him. I've come before Him. I've acknowledged the truth. I've asked for mercy. And the blood of the Lamb washes me. Hallelujah. My sins are not covered up. They're washed away. Hallelujah. And if he no longer remembers, did he say, your sins and iniquities, I will remember no more. If he doesn't remember them, and when he looks at me, he sees me clean and holy and righteous, then I don't care too much about what you might think. Come on. Come on, Helen. You ain't the judge. I'm never going to stand in front of you. Come on, are you listening? And give an account. (laughs) But that's the only way. That's the only way. Is if you know you're cleansed. And you know you're washed. And you know there's nothing between you and Him. Then your heart doesn't condemn you. You ever heard somebody there in a good service and the Spirit of God's moving, some real light comes out, and somebody says, Whoo, man, the Holy Ghost really condemned me about some things in there. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't. Your own heart. I said your own heart condemns you. Not the Holy Spirit. He will convince you and convict you. That is not condemnation. Come on, I have found when my own heart is condemning me, the Holy Spirit will comfort me. Oh, hallelujah. And help me get over it. 
and help me get past it. And you know what happens to you when by the truth you get completely free from all condemnation, all guilt, all shame. Read the next verse. You know what happens? When our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence toward God. You can come boldly right up to the throne of grace. And whatever we ask, whatever we ask, we get it. We receive it of Him. Because we're walking in the light. We're doing what He told us to do. Walking in the light we have. And if we mess up, we repent and get right back on track. No lies. Living in liberty because we're walking in the light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Flowing in freedom because we're living in liberty. The light of the truth. Somebody say glory to God. Stand on your feet, everybody. Praise be to God. Somebody say, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Oh, come on, lift your hands. Let's, let's lift our hands. Let's lift our hearts. Let's lift our voices.